everyone and welcome to the pod and the pendulum a very very special bonus episode tonight so we are not here to talk about a movie we are here to talk about a trailer which is something that i don't think we've ever done before so super excited for this i'm your host mike snoonian and i am joined tonight by two of my dear friends and co-hosts up first nicole goble nicole how are we tonight we are doing great new trailer day we love this day Excellent. That was more convincing. All right. That one I buy. Excellent. I am not here. We're not here alone, though. Uh, we have a third deadite with us. We are here also with Miss Jessica Scott. Jessica, how are we doing? I am very excited to be here, and I'm very excited about the trailer, so I'm doing good. You have brought the notes. Like, you are the most prepared. You're like, I'm like, yeah, we'll just fire off a quickie episode. And Jessica's like, I don't know if we're going to get through all my notes here. So. <laughs> Which is awesome, because that's usually me when it comes to this show. So I'm excited. So Jessica, do you want to fi- start us off? What are we here to talk about tonight? We are talking about um, Evil Dead Rises. Or is it yeah. Evil Dead Rise? I just got it mixed up in my mind. I think it's Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Look at me go. I'm doing Excellent. great. <laughs> How are those notes treating you? Um, yeah, so the full trailer just th- uh, dropped earlier today. We have watched it. We are, I think, excited to talk about it. And uh, I'll start like Nicole. Let's just start with our overall impression. Nicole, what did you think of this? So um, I was a little bit nervous um, just a couple of seconds in. I'm one of mm-hmm. those rare people that I liked the remake. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily love it. And it was giving me every bit of that straight from the beginning. However, mm-hmm. um, I saw representation and how I make my scrambled eggs. <laughs> and I was like, yes, please. And I really, really liked it. Um, it seemed to be like a perfect meld of mm-hmm. different energies of kind of the Evil Dead verse. Mm-hmm. And that made me really happy. Yeah. It's someone who makes a lot of eggs. Like I literally, I make a lot. I will make yep. a week worth of breakfast sandwiches ahead of time to bring to work with me. Like I go through tons of eggs. That scene gives me like it just makes my skin crawl like i get the hairs in the back i'm like no like that's a waste of good eggs like do you not know how much egg prices have gone up in the past year how dare you sir jessica how about yourself what's your initial impression um, I am very, very excited. I, I was also nervous, but I was nervous for a different reason. I was nervous that 
um, the teaser image that we got was all about the spooky mother, the horror mm-hmm. mother. And I was a little nervous because sometimes the, you know, demonic women, demonic mothers, I feel like that's a trend we're sliding down with like barbarian and some other, mm-hmm. you know, X with like the, the horrifying older woman, you know, um, I was kind of scared that they were going down a road that I didn't really want evil dead to go down but my fears were assuaged for the most part i really love the trailer i love the tone i i love the 2013 version um i'm not saying it's better than the original or the or evil dead 2 but i love it so i like that it like nicole said it's kind of meeting it kind of in the middle like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of humor in the trailer but it's still like there are multiple times where i would wince or like recoil from the screen like the cheese grater and things like Mm -hmm. that like yeah, exactly. I can't even talk about it. So I'm I'm really excited. Where are you seeing the humor? Like, I didn't get, and it's funny because, like, I snapped a picture online and it was, like, two deferring views. Like, one person was like, you know, like, I don't get, like, the how people are saying this is grim and gritty. Like, there's a lot of humor there. It's just really dark. And, like, the next tweet under <laughs> was like, this was way too dark. I want my Evil Dead 2. <laughs> and I'm like, I am never quitting this site, okay? <laughs> um, where are you? Because I don't think I saw a lot of humor, but I could be wrong. Like, what what tickled you? What the When the mother is at the door outside wanting to be let in and she says open up now the way she says it is so funny to me like it's ridiculously creepy it's one of the creepiest things i've ever seen but the kind of like mini pearl pronunciation like open Mm -hmm. up now like it's just it's so corn pone the way she says it it Mm -hmm. just it makes me laugh um and i'm a southerner please don't get mad at me for saying corn pone or things like that that's okay i can say that i have a drawl Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) and i think there's some humor in the bathtub scene um just something about the way she spider walks out and does all this like parkour out of the bathtub it's terrifying but there's also humor in it to me yep I really love the line between the two sisters where it's like, you're going to be a great mom one day. Why do Mm -hmm. you say that? Because you can lie to kids really well. And I, to me, that is kind of, it was moments like that that really sold me on it 100% because you get kind of this back and forth that really echoes back to the original trilogy. Um, I think the remake has such different relationship dynamics between everyone. And this one felt much more in tone with kind of our original crew at the cabin. Mm -hmm. Even though it's obviously a different makeup, it's family. So I really liked kind of that. Again, it's kind of a meld of both. You've got some family, but you also have this kind of like this really slight interjection of humor to take some of the really intense edge off. And mm-hmm. Did it feel like in this one, these people actually like each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that was a bit, that's what's missing from the remake. Like you watch the original evil dead and it feels like five friends. You know what I mean? It feels like five people that genuinely 
like spending time around one another. Mm-hmm. And I think with the remake, like I know they're there for a much grimmer reason. Like they're there to do like an intervention and basically have like their friend go cold turkey um, but and detox. But it can also make for like, and I like the remake. I know I, I think the remake is a hoot. Um, but it can it can make for some grim <coughs> like, you know, like the the interplay between everybody isn't as much fun as it is in the first movie in particular. Um, and I definitely got that vibe here between like the sister in between, um, like the kids interacting with one another. There was definitely more of a. Um, fun vibe so i really dug this trailer like i think my immediate response is because i haven't like really read about this movie too much i haven't kept up on all the news like i knew that it was gonna get the at uh uh, go from being an hbo max to like a theatrical which is exciting like they actually were like one of the rare times where a company is like no we actually want to move this away from streaming and put it in theaters where we'll make more money. Like, oh, who knew? Like, what a strategy. Um, This is going to be an absolute fucking blast to see on a Friday night with a packed crowd. I want to go with, like, the youngest possible audience. Like, pack it with toddlers if we have to, (laughs) you know? Um, Because, like, this just looks like it's going to be... It's really dark in tone, but it also looks like a really fun kind of dark tone as well. Mm-hmm. So and I just want to say it looks dark, but I can see what the hell is happening, mm-hmm. which is a, a pet peeve of mine with a lot of movies nowadays. So I was just very excited that I could tell what was happening in every scene, even okay. though it is pretty dark a lot of the time. Yeah, my thing is like hearing dialogue in movies now. And I thought that was just a function of me getting older and spending so many years in like clubs where I'm like, okay, I just have to watch movies either cranked up or with the subtitles on in order to make out the dialogue. But I guess that is a function of the way that things are mixed now. Like I keep reading these articles of like, it's very deliberate. Mm -hmm. It seems so like, screw that. Um, (laughs) What do we think? Okay, so we talked a little bit about the tone, but maybe dive a little bit deeper in. And like, Jess, did you have some notes on this in terms of like how the tone of this compares to the original series versus the remake? Like, what were your thoughts on that? I just, I, so I'll say something that might be kind of controversial. I did not grow up with Evil Dead, the franchise. I didn't see any of the movies until I was an adult. So I don't have quite... That's a very controversial statement. (laughs) I don't have quite the deep abiding love for it that a lot Mm -hmm. of horror fans do just because I didn't grow up with it. So it's not like so near and dear to my heart. So I might not be as beholden to the original tone and get kind of up in arms if these new ones don't match it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you're not going to beat evil dead too. So why try? So why not go in a different direction? That's that's my thing. That's why one reason I like the remake or reboot or whatever we're going to call it. Um, because it's kind of like remaking Suspiria. You know, they knew they couldn't match the original, so they went the complete opposite direction. So I like that they're going along that route of we're never going to beat Evil Dead 2 at its game. So let's lean more into the horror Mm-hmm. And explore these deadites some more, and lean into the 
the possession angle more and okay. just explore that. That's what I appreciate people who want to do their own thing and recognize the smart way to tackle franchises and the smart way to deal with something as iconic as those originals. So that didn't end up being nearly as controversial as I thought it was going to be when I started out. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I am someone that I, I love the first movie the most. Like I love the original Evil Dead. And part of it is just like the complete punk rock, like do it yourself aesthetic to it. Like you have a bunch of like 18, 19, 20 year olds that really have no clue what they're doing <laughs> and have no business being out in the middle of the woods making this movie. Like, I think one of my favorite things about the original Evil Dead is just, like, how the thing got made through, like, sheer force of will and duct tape and really, really, you know, like, intestine-destroying chili night after night is what they basically lived on. There's something that, like, you just aren't going to get that anymore. Um, And it's as much fun as Evil Dead 2 is. Like, the fact that the first movie exists and then it really just wants to scare the piss out of people um there's nothing that will beat that for me i think when i watch this trailer and i'm not as like i I like the remake i think it's very enjoyable i'm definitely not as high as on it as i am like the original trilogy of movies just because it's hard for me because i did grow up with them so it is hard to beat those uh but that's okay this matches the tone of the remake really well. Like the look of it, the feel of it, the overall tone. Like if you had told me like this, it feels like it's a direct continuation of it. If you had told me that it was, um, and why can't uh, Fede Alvarez had like wrote and directed this one, I'd be like, okay, fantastic. Uh, I totally buy it. So I think Lee Cronin has done a good job of like mirroring that look. Um, and it, to me, it makes sense to like, have it like it's going to look or feel a little different because this world should be getting bigger like everything can't be in the cabin all of the time like the fact that like the you're, now you're having the deadites in this apartment building and i know it's a covid movie so it's not going to be as maybe large in scope as i would hope but there's the potential for like some real like attack the block style everybody in the apartment building having to fend off deadites and maybe having like almost like cronenberg's rabid then you have like an apartment fill of like instead of vampires deadites and you unleash them on the world like there's some real fun potential if not in this movie then if it's if it's successful like what might follow mm-hmm. how about yourself nicole like what did you think tone wise compared to how it lines up yeah i mean i i would have to agree i think that tone wise it does feel appropriately expansive it's not again it's somehow fits extremely well with the original trilogy there's an energy to it from the remake and i would say kind of bits and pieces from ash versus the evil dead Mm -hmm. um again going back to that humor and you know being able to actually see things um properly on screen know what you're looking at um so yeah, I think that the tone is expansive. I could see this feels like a very good fit 
in the universe, and it doesn't feel like it would shut something off. What I'm interested to see is how this all connects. That's something that we're not necessarily getting, obviously, from the trailer, is how is this being woven into Mm -hmm. the universe? Because that's always the piece. There's no ash. Um, There's nothing that's really echoing um, the original trilogy. So it will be interesting to kind of see that develop. Yeah. And I almost wonder if the devil protests too much when, like, Bruce Campbell's so adamant that he's not in it, that if he shows up and they're hiding it, although I lean against that, I think he's kind of like, I'm in my, I'm older now, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You got three seasons of Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, so I don't, and I'm not one where I'm like, no, he has to be in it. I'm okay if, like, Bruce Campbell, although, man, he's looking good. Like, he had that intro of the teaser i'm like he is aged like a very fine wine like he's a very handsome man that's all what i'll say um mm-hmm. now there's very i think very few people will disagree disagree with that yeah you see us um, jumping in to shout you down no i agree 100 no, percent. <laughs> i will i'll also i will say how much of no ash is a deal breaker if at all for either of you it doesn't feel like it is for me not at all Um, Mm -hmm. This was one of the things I took notes on because somebody I know made a really good point and I wanted to make sure to credit them. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Thomas Mariani from uh, Double Edge Double Bill podcast made a really good point that the actual concept for these movies is so bare bones that you can hang any story on it and still have it be an evil dead story. Mm -hmm. So Ash being there, as iconic as Bruce Campbell is, is not a necessity to tell these stories. Yeah. Like you need deadites, you need the Necronomicon and that's all you need. Just go nuts from there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was a really good point. So as much as I love Bruce Campbell, I, and I think he has a lot more range than he's given credit for. Like Hollywood never knew what to do with him, but, and horror fans generally accept, expect a certain, level of humor from him but he's got Mm -hmm. a lot more range than that but he changes a production just by being involved in it because he has so much charisma and so much magnetism that he like changes the gravitational orbit Mm -hmm. of everybody around him and it just it becomes a bruce campbell movie um and i don't i don't think you need that to tell like a really great horror story or a really Mm -hmm. scary horror story so i love bruce campbell but i don't need him in this movie for me to be excited about it. Okay. How about yourself, Nicole? No, it's not a a deal breaker at all. I think you have to expect a franchise at some point to have some kind of foundation and legs outside of the star. It was originally built on. Like Mm -hmm. we're all expiring meat bags. (laughs) And at some point, you know, someone's not going to look the same in the suit they're going to be too tired everyone ages um and we have these expectations of these characters that they are timeless and they um you know don't age and so or only age in a certain way so yeah i'm glad that we've gotten ash in ways that feel kind of owned by bruce um that he doesn't feel like he's been kind of forced 
or kind of bamboozled into appearing in an Evil Dead franchise entry without kind of his full endorsement. So, mm-hmm. yeah, is it always going... I mean, is everything better with a little bit of Ash? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that this will be... Um, you know, it has the potential to be really, really good, really strong and interesting without him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't find it like a, an absolute deal breaker. Like you've both said, it can move past, like because of the concept of the dead, I took long as you have like a, a flesh-covered book and some Latin, you can pretty much have like an evil dead movie. I also think like Campbell doesn't get enough credit as a producer because he like literally made that first like he was kind of the glue behind the scenes that kept everybody in line and could like when you know if Raimi was like busy setting up a shot or an effect or being you know like Sam Raimi Campbell could be more business and be like you need you know let people know, like, stop complaining get your act together but also be really hands-on setting everything up he's also like we talked about this when we talked about the uh evil dead trilogy and i encourage everyone go back through the archives i think those are some of our like best episodes um behind the scenes as a foley artist like how good he is like creating foley effects too so he's just like can do so much like you said he's more than just that force of charisma with like that gravitational pull that like you kind of like when you hear bruce campbell you know the tone that you're gonna get and it's made for a very comfortable career for him like he's made a living doing this like he's very comfortable being bruce campbell um I am so I'm pretty excited to see where this goes when it expands. And on that note, what do we think of this new setting? Because it's the first evil, evil, proper evil dead movie, like Army of Darkness being its own kind of like sword and sandal adventure, its own thing. What do we think of moving the setting away from like the desolate cabin in the woods towards this kind of like high-rise apartment building what do we think of this as a setting i'm with you i'm excited for the mayhem it can cause like it's if it escapes the cabin it's just gonna you know go through the woods if it escapes the apartment it it's gonna spread like a virus you know i'm i'm really excited for just the set pieces you could have with all these deadites, you know, running around staircases or coming out of it, you know, whatever. I'm not a movie film person. I'm not a filmmaker. Y'all can come up with it. I thought but, you were going to say, I'm not a movie person. Like, yeah. movies, I, I could take them or leave I them. was about to say it, and then I was like, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm really excited. I, I will admit I had a quick knee-jerk, where's the cabin reaction, mm-hmm. but I got over it very quickly. Like even just, you know, looking through the peephole and unlatching the door, just little moments like that are so creepy and so effective. Yep. I think it's really smart to move it into, you know, someplace new where they can tell new stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, again, make it fresh. Do something unique. And I think it's kind of interesting. There's so many outside of Ash. I think there are so many little bits and pieces that we associate with the Evil Dead franchise. Little things that are kind of like hallmarks that it settles us in to whether mm-hmm. this is what we're watching. And of yeah. course, the cabin is, I think, one of those things. If you're not going to have Ash, well, you've got to have the cabin. That was the whole point of the remake. 
but I kind of like this. I One of the things that really kind of threw me off with the trailer in a good way was that I was seeing stuff that really surprised me. Mm-hmm. I felt different from the Evil Dead kind of universe and, and entries that I had seen before in a really cool way. Um, so, you know, putting the environment kind of in that bucket, I am... I think it could really, really work if they know how to use it. So build on that, please. Tell me a little bit, because I was going to ask, what are some of the standout moments for you? So you, when you say things that surprised you, like what did you see from this that you found? Like what do we all see that we found super encouraging? I the The moment that really kind of took me out for a minute, because I was like, came into this not expecting that was the scalping mm-hmm. i was like what is this this is okay i am <laughs> i am on board this is mm-hmm. wild so yeah i that was a moment that i just wasn't expecting and it made me like ball up uh kind of uh, in in a corner and sit for a minute so i yeah after seeing that i was like all right you're gonna be throwing a lot of intensity at me and mm-hmm. here's my money yeah yeah i i was a big fan of mommies with the maggots now yes the, the sound design on that voice i don't know who i don't know how much of that is that actress how much of that is a voice actor how much a sound design but the the sum total of that is so creepy and just the delivery, like there's a little bit of, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this, honey, but also that glee, like, oh mm-hmm. no, she's, she's rotting in hell. I'm obsessed with that moment. I'm, yeah. I, I really like that actress. Like her facial expressions are just killing me with everything. Mm-hmm. She does a great job. But yeah, Mommy's with the Maggots now is probably my favorite besides the cheese grater. <laughs> that is the line that stood out to me. Like the delivery, the little, like the almost Joker-esque smile mm-hmm. that that's delivered with. And it's so, it's supposed to, it's, you know, it sounds like it's being delivered as like a, um, in a comforting way, but it's really like gleefully mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also like really digging the eeny, meeny, miny, mo scene as well uh and what also like really jumped out was scene where like we have a character wearing headphones and like looking at a screen and the grate opens behind her in the deadite starts crawling down and across the room like i am a sucker for things like that so i am super super excited uh i am super excited to see that so i'm pretty pretty high on that um yeah, I think we're all pretty impressed. I think we're all, you know, the one, is there anything you want from this movie? I'll say for me, like the one thing I want where you have like, you know, teens and a kid, like I think it's uh, Nell Fisher, who looks like probably like 10 years old. Um, if this movie doesn't have a 10 year old deadite, okay, if it doesn't have like, because one of my favorite guilt not even a guilty pleasure but like a movie that i really i think is underappreciated is um cooties from lee one all where you have like a school full of elementary age children turning into like mind eating like you know big brainless zombies which 
it's just elementary school children. <laughs> um, but I, I love that movie so much. And I am so on board if we get at some point this guy character named Cassie, who's like eight or nine years old, possessed by the Deadites and absolutely going rip shit through the building, tearing people apart. Like, that's all I want. You know, I don't ask for much. Just please give this to me. What about yourselves? Like, is there anything you're really, really want out of this movie besides tender romance? And <laughs> yeah. I, I think we can already tell that it's going to deliver, but I just want buckets and buckets of blood. Mm-hmm. I just, I want the shining elevator to be, to hang its head in shame because it's not nearly as bloody as this movie. Like, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Plus, I'm I'm a sucker for people crouching like a gremlin on a counter. I don't know why, but we've got that. I want something badass to happen after that moment, just because I'm such a sucker for weird little moments like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the because I think there's a, a slight nod to the Shining Elevator mm-hmm. in the trailer. Yeah. So yeah, um, I I was really really thrilled to see that because I, I agree. I think one of the things that I really do like about the remake is the end with just the literal showers mm-hmm. onslaught monsoon of blood. The rain of blood. It's it Slay- is... Slayer's favorite moment. The rain of blood. <laughs> yeah. It is beautiful. Um, like really actually beautiful. Um, and so I'm I'm excited for that. I'm glad that they're not shying away in any way, shape, or form from that. Um, I I want a I want a I want humor to hit. I want the jokes. I want the little moments that are supposed to kind of crackle to deliver, because I think that that's something that. I'm not the biggest fan of Army of Darkness. I think mm-hmm. there's some moments that really, really work. and Yeah, that would be minute one through minute 85, <laughs> but sure, go on. Okay. Um, but it, it there's just some stuff that just feels really rot. Um, I, based on how, like, with some of the line deliveries that you, both of you mentioned, it has me really thinking that this is going to Mm-hmm. that the humor is just going to have that real punch to it that is going to kind of make you lower your guard just enough and then all of a sudden you get like someone peeling their flesh off mm-hmm. it's going to be I, I, I'm, that's what I want I want sure. to just be floored with that Yeah, Nicole I have a quick question for you mm-hmm. were you or are you a Three Stooges fan? I am mm-hmm. okay I was interested. I would say if, if you, I would say if you weren't, I would be like, okay, that's why maybe Army of Darkness doesn't hit because that movie is just basically a tribute to the Three Stooges, which is exactly really why I love it so much. And I like it. I think there's a lot of it that's fine. There's just a few moments to me that mm-hmm. really because I love one and two a yep. lot. Sure. Um, th- it just doesn't. I think it's not one that I instantly go to. But I hear whole, you. Okay. But the whole trilogy to me is like the epitome of party films. Mm-hmm. These are ones that you can put on in any kind of group mm-hmm. setting 
and people will kind of check in and be like, what is that? Sure. I have to sit and check this business out. So <laughs> I think we're in store for more of that. I hope you're right. All right. Any final thoughts? Anything you wanted to mention that we might not have touched on? So I'll just take a second. I'm going to mention here, we put this out to our followers over on Twitter and we asked like, what are you looking forward to or what do you want from the new Evil Dead? We did that last minute. We got a few responses. So I'm just going to run through them super, super quick. We got from Sean Murphy, who is at Smurf or at Smurf with an H at the end instead of an F, 013. Uh, they want... Demons too fun and craziness, but with the real punch that the 2013 remake gave. A little bit of everything, I guess. LOL. From Dan Fields, who is DLF the critic. The same careful attention to story construction that makes the 2013 film as sharp and fun 10 years later as it was in theaters. And from Vegas, who's at Viva La Vega. That's Vega with four A's at the end. More seriousness like 2013, another truly scary classic. Some fun homages without trying to be both Evil Dead 2 and 2013. My one fear in terms of it being simply good rather than great is that it tries to strike too much of a balance and doesn't truly really hit either, which I think is fair. You try to, you know, it's, you know, there's a saying like if you try to be all things to all people, then you end up pleasing nobody most of the time. So. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that is, you know, our shortest episode to date, I believe. But we kind of wanted to give our reactions to this trailer. We will be covering this movie when it comes out in April. Uh, You know, whatever we're covering at the time, we'll put a pause on it um, and then cover this so we can be Evil Dead completists. And if y'all enjoyed our thoughts on this and really liked us just doing this brief episode on the trailer. Uh, we'll, if you like it, we'll probably do the same thing for Scream 6 when the full trailer hits. That movie is less than 60 days away at this point, I think, right? So we're going to have a new fucking Scream and a new Evil Dead movie before the flowers even begin to bloom this year. So fucking get jacked and pumped, everybody. All right. Should we all say goodbye? Bye. Bye, everyone. We'll be back. We'll be back in a few days with Phantasm 3, The Lord of the Dead, which is a fun one. We're out.